1: We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom, and let's pray together. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father and our King. Lord, this has been... A wonderful, wonderful year, because you are in it. And we expect that next year will be a wonderful, wonderful year, because you are in it. And so, our love for you grows. We seek to have a heart like the heart of Messiah, and that we will not allow the enemy to distract us or the fiery darts that he sends our way, we're not going to receive them, but we're going to walk in love and humility and grace and just seek your heart every day as we worship you, as we praise you, and as we honor you. We love you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, it is good to be here as we close out one year and start a new year. And I pray that you your celebrations of Hanukkah or Christmas were wonderful and that you feel blessed and uh look part of the holidays is all about giving, so I I pray that you will ask Karen for our new booklet Rejoice Always. It's a grouping of scriptures that help you focus on God's word and his desire for you to rejoice. So call her at 813-831-5673. We also would love to have an end of the year or a beginning of the year uh, gift to help encourage us on the radio. So again, call Karen, 813-831-5673. And today's broadcast is about wrestling with our culture in an honest way. Uh, This is usually the most difficult teaching I do during the year because it represents um, struggling with our most sensitive areas, I believe. Yeah. Look, I believe wrestling with God and struggling with his word and, and then struggling with our actions brings refinement and brings maturity. It's when we don't struggle or don't think about what we're doing that oftentimes we mess up. We hit a slippery slope, and we don't know how it began, and we don't know how to stop it. So, as an example, Jacob wrestled with Yeshua. my opinion, it was Yeshua. And his name was changed to Israel, which God said was because... For you have struggled with God and with man, and you have overcome. Notice, even though he only struggled with God, he is saying, you have struggled with God and with man, and you have overcome. And and I believe that's for us today. We are to struggle with God and man. And um, we see it in Romans 5, verse 3. And not only that, but we also boast in suffering knowing that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope and hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured out um poured into our hearts through the ruach hakodesh the holy spirit who was given to us so you know as we struggle as we um l- let me read an email i got this week uh which will be a good segue to this teaching i think um received it from somebody in our in in our congregation, dear Rabbi Steve Shalom been trying to keep open communication, saw all the Christmas pictures on Facebook. Some were really cute, but with all due love and respect, I do not celebrate this traditional holiday and was unaware why a messianic rabbi and family were so enthusiastically doing so wanted you to know my take this is something we will definitely have to agree to disagree about thanks for letting me share blessing in messiah okay so i love this letter i i I just really i've got to tell you i absolutely love this note first of all i appreciate that it was written Secondly, I appreciate it because it shows tremendous respect and concern, and what I would call real love. And and thirdly, the purpose of this is for me to struggle. Uh, this person wants me to struggle because they are disagreeing with me about something, and because I'm a messianic rabbi and a leader, they're they're confused by my actions and. And so I hope to respectfully and honor them with a good discussion. In fact, I already spoke to them and asked them for permission to use their letter in my message coming up this weekend at services. Because I want to talk about what I'm talking about today, which is struggling and and this is good. Um, So let me start by saying that I'm fine with anybody who would like to celebrate Hanukkah or Christmas. And if you prefer one over the other, that's fine, too. Neither are in Scripture other than Hanukkah's briefly mentioned in John 10. God did not say to celebrate either of these holidays. However, I want you to struggle today as I present to you questions that are worth pondering. It might frustrate you because I'm not going to give you many answers. You have to provide those for yourself. You'll have to apply your feelings, your knowledge, your relationship with God, and more as we open up a Pandora-like box discussion. I'm going to ask you for grace as I talk about this subject, as it is not an easy one. The subject that I want to talk about philosophically sounds kind of like this. As we assimilate into our culture, are we going against God? Let you think about that a second. Are all things that seem good always God things? When we put God into a secular circumstance, does that make the circumstance godly? Are you and I part of a cultural Slippery slope that is turning ourselves, our families, and our country away from God? A scripture that speaks to me when I'm thinking of these questions is 1 Corinthians 10.23. Everything is permitted, but not everything is helpful. Everything is permitted, but not everything builds up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. So we do many things, but if they're not God things, are we going the wrong direction? So here's how I would like to evaluate our struggles. By using what I believe are the three most important biblical values as a filter to consider what Yeshua's heart is on any subject. And you know these three, right? Come on. Number one, love God. Number two, love man. Number three, tell people. And if I added a fourth one to this, I would say do each of the first three with your heart. (laughs) I'm going to use Christmas and Hanukkah as my starting examples. So during Hanukkah every night, it is traditional to say the following blessing. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to light the candles of Hanukkah. So does it, do you think it grieves God's heart that in our blessing is something that is not true? <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere does God say or command to celebrate Hanukkah. Nowhere does God say or command to light Hanukkah candles. Not only do we say this in the blessing, but we also say he commanded it. Actually, this year I changed the English to say that he allowed it. <laughs> um, but at any rate... So should Messianic Jews celebrate Hanukkah or and Christians I guess if God didn't say to do it? Jewish people have made a beautiful holiday out of a historic event. It strengthens our identity. It reminds us that God is our deliverer and a miracle worker. It reminds us that we are dedicated to God. It reminds us that Yeshua is the light of the world, and we also are to be a light to the world. It reminds us that we are sinners and need cleansing. It reminds us to be uh, lifted high. We need to be a servant. It can be used to share the Lord with non-Messianic Jews. It's tradition. It's who we are. So you could make the very similar case for Christmas, which is also not in the Bible, and there are no commandments to celebrate it. And, in fact, if, if you want to read Jeremiah 10, which probably most of you don't, it says, "...hear the word that Adonai speaks to you, house of Israel." Thus says Adonai, do not learn the ways of the nations or be frightened by the signs of the heavens, though the nations are terrified by them. The customs of the peoples are useless. It is just a tree cut from the forest, the work of the hands of a craftsman with a chisel. They decorate it with silver and gold and fasten it with hammer and nails so it won't totter. Like a scarecrow in a cucumber garden, these idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them, for they can do no harm, do, uh, nor do any good. There is none like you, Adonai. You are great, and great is your name in power. So, the warning of Jeremiah 10, which does sound a little bit like Christmas, right? Do not learn the ways of the nations. So I'm not telling you what is right or wrong of of what we do uh, traditionally, uh, but don't we have to wrestle with scriptures and see what God is trying to tell us? So I know how much I love seeing the lights of Christmas trees and, and the lights of Han- Hanukkah menorahs. So are we feeling so strongly about traditions that we won't let God in to tell us where we might have strayed but on the other hand are we are these traditions bringing us closer to god and and we're just listening to other people criticize what we are doing putting both hanukkah and christmas through the lens of our biblical values right i believe they pass the test of the heart of messiah with a few downsides and a few upsides. So, you know, everybody, when they say a downside to Christmas and Hanukkah, they say commercialism, and you miss the true meaning. And it's pagan, it's not biblical, right? But the upsides are possibly giving God glory in what we're doing, uh, gifts, giving, demonstrating God's love, Enjoying a season of lights. And we are to be a light to the world, right? Look, I grew up watching Popeye the Sailor Man and Superman on TV. Obviously, no references to God at all. (laughs) Was that good for my parents to let me watch? Is it better to celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas or watch TV? Okay, put TV through the lens of loving God, loving your neighbor, and sharing his good news. What do you come out with? I'm just offering these questions to you. In the U.S., we have a population, a culture that has embraced separation of church from the public square, embraced abortion, changed the definition of marriage, changed what normality refers to regarding men and women's identity, made true relative. Truth is now based on feelings rather than the Bible, and political correctness is becoming the rule of law. Stay with me now. Our country's culture didn't change in a blink of an eye. We must have started on a slippery slope and did not know it. So when prayer was taken out of the schools in 62 and 63, and then we see in 1973, abortion legalized, and in 2015, the definition of marriage changed from one man and one woman. You might think that these changes started, well, Ah, uh, how about women's rights in the 20s? I don't know. But I noticed the change in the behavior of the students when I was teaching high school in 1968 through 72, when I saw the dress code change and they were now allowed to wear jeans to school. I was teaching in the inner city in Baltimore at this time. And I actually saw the changes in behavior. I'm not saying that everything we do is that is secular is bad, but have our freedoms become more important than god and his word and are we misusing our freedoms this show today is about getting you to think not to preach to you about what right is right and wrong it's easier to see the difficulties in our country our culture and our city than look at ourselves But our country and our culture are made up of people like you and me, made up of ourselves. So let me ask you a personal question. What have you done or what are you doing to contribute to the slide away from God? Let me ask it a different way. What have you not done that has contributed to the slide away from God? These are two important questions. Are you willing to look at yourself? I believe our country is on a slippery slope away from God and away from being a great nation. And the question is have I contributed to this erosion? I'm not only a believer, but a leader of believers. Could I be part of the problem? In trying to reach the secular world, have I been more affected by them or have they been more affected by me? So let's get personal. Does buying a Christmas tree have more to do with tradition and commercialism than God? Does having a gift for each night of Hanukkah have more to do with tradition and commercialism than God? But do that? do those things make those holidays bad? Are our family habits and traditions more involved with our culture or more involved with God? So... For those people who are questioning Christmas and questioning Hanukkah, do your children learn more from school, which is secular, and TV, which is secular, than from us that are fighting to raise our kids in a biblically believing culture? Are are we responsible for millennials' laissez-faire attitude towards God? You know, as we're looking at these questions, I would just ask you, is Christmas our problem? Is Hanukkah our problem? Or is TV, movies, and Internet our problem? Though I said I would not answer the questions, uh, I will seek to answer what I believe is the greatest struggle in our believing community. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Criticism and being judgmental of other believers concerning issues that I don't think would have bothered Yeshua. As he looked at our hearts and would run our, uh, and, and, and would run our thoughts and actions through the filter of loving God, loving people, and sharing God, I, I don't think that a lot of the things we're bothered about, we should be bothered about, and things we aren't bothered about, we are bothered about. Does that make sense? You know, I only have a short time. I really need more time for this teaching because there's so many facets of it. You know, I, I also might suggest that most TV, movies, and Internet might not pass this test because of what they do. Look, we are, I believe, on a slippery slope. Don't get me wrong, Uh <laughs> I've I've said some things about Hanukkah and Christmas and you might think that I don't enjoy celebrating them. Well actually I do. And I think the music's amazing and I think the traditions are amazing and I think that they point towards God. Are there things wrong with the way we celebrate holidays? Of course there are. Are are, are we perfect? No but do we have the heart of messiah and only you can answer that question only you can john 17:14 i have given them your word and the world hated them because you are not of the world just as i have not i am not of the world i am not asking that you take them out of the world but that you keep them from the evil one okay so this is yeshua Praying to God the Father. And he says, I'm not asking that you take them out of the world. Just keep them from the evil one. Maybe that should be our prayer, right? They're not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. Make them holy in the truth. Your word is truth, just as you sent me into the world, so I've sent them into the world. Okay, so we see here that we're not supposed to hibernate. We're supposed to go into the world, engage it, yet stay holy. God's truth are the scriptures. You have to make decisions daily, daily. Most of the time you make them using common sense, today's culture, and maybe an agreement with your spouse. And maybe it's not against God's word, so we can do this. Um, 1 John 2 uh, 15 says, do not love the world or the things in the world. You know? And, and I believe that what God's saying is the will of God and, and what we are supposed to love is God, our neighbor, and share the good um, news with everyone. Look, James 4.4 um, 4 says, You're adulteresses. Don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And then later on in verse 7, it says, Therefore, submit to God, but resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Look, what I'm saying is this. In the short time that I have left, um, there's so many scriptures I would like to add. Use the filter so that you major on the majors, the things that Yeshua would major on, and don't major on the minors. I mean... uh, There are many things we can say negatively about each denomination. But if they love Yeshua with all their heart, soul, and mind, let's give these people a break and focus on other things. The struggles are good when it is between you and God. I believe you can answer many questions about right and wrong when you put it in God's lens, his filter. Consider these goals for the new year. Number one. Put your questions and concerns through God's filter, his three commandments. Number two, struggle with God, not man. Number three, when people do things differently from the way you think it should be done, ask God to show you their heart. Number four, our intellectual level and our culture has affected us, so let's desire after God's wisdom and his culture. Number five, Watch out for things in our life that leads to slippery slopes because they are hard to reverse. Six, remember one of the greatest things that keeps us from being deceived is humility. And seven, what would Yeshua say and do is still a great question when you want to have the heart of Messiah. Okay. Please call Karen if you need our Rejoice Always booklet, 813-831-5673. I want to close 2017 and open 2018 the same way, with prayer. I pray that God has touched your heart and that you would grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close in more prayer. Abba, Father,
0: The God of Israel